This is Rabbi Avi Killup with some words for Sukkot. If it is a wall with regard to the sukkah, it is a wall with regard to Shabbat. What makes a wall? Talmudic discussions on the topic go on for pages, displaying equally impressive levels of creativity and precision. The rabbis detail materials, size, and construction techniques. They test the limits of their definitions by exploring extremes. What is the smallest possible wall? The tallest? Can we make a wall from a living animal? The rabbis discuss wall construction at length with regard to building a sukkah. The same conversations, or ones that sound very similar, appear in their determination of what is needed to create an eruv, a physical boundary marker needed for the purposes of legally carrying on Shabbat. The questions are parallel. Both sukkah and eruv are structures that are not really structures. They are both buildings that allow you to be both inside and outside simultaneously. As such, building a sukkah and constructing an eruv are both great projects for reminding a person that boundaries are neither as permanent nor impermeable as we imagine. They are also both great for people who delight in technical rules and or construction projects. But these walls are not actually identical, and the Talmud in Masechet Sukkah 7a calls out a distinction. The Shabbat laws are more strict than the laws of the sukkah. An Eruv wall is only permitted to count if the walled segment is greater than the breach, which is not true for the sukkah. The wall of a sukkah can have more window space, more breathing room between the panels of a single wall. A Shabbat wall, or the wall of an Eruv, must be more contiguous, more complete. The text calls our attention to a technical legal difference that, when read metaphorically, broadens our understanding of these two structures and perhaps the holidays they each represent. Shabbat requires us to be more closed off, while sukkah demands openness. Shabbat is designed to isolate. Shabbat takes us away from the noise of the greater world and immerses us in Jewish practice and community. The Eruv helps us stay within the Shabbat bubble. An Eruv allows us to remain indoors, even while we must go outside to travel between homes or gather to pray. Shabbat and the Eruv itself reminds us to look inward, to invest time in our own community. The Sukkah does the opposite. Sukkot pushes us outside, on Sukkot, the activities we usually do within our homes, sleep, eat, study, must be done outdoors in the elements. The sukkah ensures that we remain outside even while we are inside our homes. By requiring us to go outside physically, it challenges our inclination to remain closed off from the world. After the personal introspection of Elul, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, Sukkot forces us to look outward. When you build a sukkah in your yard, your neighbors notice, and they may ask questions. Moreover, a central component of the holiday includes inviting guests into our sukkah. 
On Sukkot, we must invite the outside world in. This holiday simply cannot be celebrated in secret or in private. The rituals of Sukkah and Eruv are different, and their walls are thus constructed differently. We practice differently and naturally learn different lessons from each. We might be tempted to isolate these lessons, believing that there is a time for each orientation, a time to look inward and a time to face outward. But we cannot simply compartmentalize. Shabbat and Sukkot are distinct concepts and holidays only until they overlap. And this overlap is not something that may happen. It will happen. There is a Shabbat every year during Sukkot. The overlap of these sacred times, Shabbat and Sukkot, forces the overlap of the rituals of Sukkah and Eruv. Just as the rituals must coexist, so too we must learn to hear the lessons of Shabbat and Sukkot at once. We have to find a way to look inside, to care about the Jewish community, our Jewish lives, and spiritual selves, while at the same time participating in the world around us, taking our traditions out into the open and inviting the world in as our guests. But rituals require concrete action, and halakha doesn't allow us to live in the realm of metaphor. Sukkot and Shabbat will always overlap. The conflict is technical, and the solution found in the Talmud might surprise you. The text determines that the walls of the sukkah make a kosher eruv just for this one Shabbat. When faced with a choice between going indoors or celebrating Shabbat in a sukkah that would not otherwise be a kosher eruv, the rabbi sent a clear message. Stay outside. The ritual of sukkah teaches us that it is not only possible, but sometimes necessary to be both inside and outside at the same time. It models for us the way that Judaism and religion in general can hold us and inform the way we view and experience the world, but must never close us off completely. Chag Sameach. Thanks for listening. To learn more with Hadar, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.